0: You can see my award-winning climate comedy show spoilers at a festival near you, provided you live near or are going to McHuncliffe or Wells Comedy Festivals. More dates added soon near you, conceivably, who knows what might happen. And if you are at Mac, come and see ComCom Redacted live at 4pm on the Saturday. Go to stuartgoldsmith.com and click the very attractive banner image to find out more.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs.
0: Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Stuart Goldsmith and I'm on holiday so I'll make this quick. Today I'm bringing you this episode with Jamali Maddox. This is an absolute killer of an episode and he's a killer of a comedian. Really, really big jokes and we're going to get into a lot of detail on how he finds writing the top line, the first line of a premise, uh, almost easier than writing the punchline to it. So he starts, oh well listen, I'll let him explain better than I can, but there's lots and lots of technique stuff in here uh, and if you'd like to jump into the extras, you can find some and we'll, we'll go pretty deep on the production of hate thy neighbor which saw him uh, It's a, a show he did on vice which saw him write 16 hours of comedy each in three days we'll also talk about extracting laughter from horrific things and finding the fertile ground between outrage and consensus all of that available to members of the insiders club at comedianscomediancom insiders but now pulling back into the wide angle here's jamali maddox We last saw each other in Montreal. Yes. And that little, the uh, the TV, the bit where you run the set for TV. Yeah, so yeah, and sure. I bombed out. Yeah, well, man, it was it was good. It
2: uh, was good. Yeah, you're a nice guy.
0: I'm, no, I'm not a nice guy. I Me uh, in the comic, i tell you what the difference is. That room, uh, is in yeah. the attic? I can't remember yeah, what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the downstairs bit well, where yeah, there's yeah. people going, oh, some kind of comedy festival. Yeah, And then there's the upstairs bit where the comics are waiting. You yeah, were yeah. killing it with us. Yeah, because yeah. Because we, we didn't have the kind of culture shock or, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It was like
2: do, you know a- what, do you know what was weird about that whole Montreal experience? Was I realised the whole act changed with a line because it's only recently I... Because whenever I'd done a show overseas, I always knew that they wasn't British. In like, so when I do a show in, like, I was doing Europe mostly. So I was doing, like, say, you know, the Holland and the, the Belgiums and all of that shit, the Lithuanias, the uh, Finlands. And there was always a thing in the back of my mind of like, okay, these people aren't from where I'm from. So culturally they're different. So I have to address things differently where it's only when I started going to North America, because they're English speaking people by their first language, I, in the back of my mind, I forgot how culturally different they are. And my whole, my whole shows, cause I was dying every show. And the whole show changed with me addressing the fact that I have this
0: accent and look like this. Because previously you hadn't been doing that. I wasn't that doing that. Because you didn't feel like you were on foreign territory. No,
2: and I, and I kind of assume they knew more about England than they do. Mm-hmm. Do you see know what I'm saying? No, like, mm-hmm. they know fucking nothing. Because the thing is, as well as we take for granted, because we're British, like, I, I say to American comedians, I go, the thing about doing comedy, watch, doing comedy in America, because when American comedians come over to England... If I know them, they'll say, oh, what stuff don't they get? And I go, you'd be surprised how, like, if you say Walmart in Alabama, we get the reference? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where if I say something, if I say, you know, fucking, if I say. <laughs>
0: super drug and Kettering. Yeah,
2: <laughs> super drug and Kettering, <laughs> or even, like, if I say, you know, Brixton. Sure. You know, even just that reference, because Brixton here can be a punchline. Of course. You know, I live in Brixton, so you know what's that? Yeah, and everyone yeah, go, yeah. oh, we know what you okay. mean when you say. But they don't get it. So it's like I the whole my whole show changed, and I remember like I done the first I done the British show, so I done the first show and it was I got away with it, but it, it took five minutes to warm up. Yeah, and then the whole show changed where I go I'm British, I know I'm not the guy on the brochure. Yeah, right. And then the set changed from there. Okay. And it's just it's wild how just a one line of me addressing something that in my mind is normal because I you know I exist as me, I don't yes. exist as a. You know, I don't exist looking at me. I just exist as me. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't, you know, I, I forget what people see.
0: Yes, okay, I see what you mean. You know? Like in that, okay, you're looking out through your eyes. So yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. that's interesting because you, you as a performer, yeah. you are a very strong flavour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do I know. I, I get
2: what you're saying, but for me, I don't... For because me, you
0: just exist as you. I just do
2: it. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Because I think that was the change in comedy for me. Is I thought like it's when I stopped thinking so much about what I'm saying and just say it. Mm-hmm. And that was a turning point for me.
0: I've, I look back at your um your set from the Chortle Awards, yeah, which yeah, you yeah, won yeah, in twenty fourteen or something. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, say, yeah. I was twenty fourteen, long time ago.
0: Long man. time ago. And uh, I mean, and no time at all. Yeah. Like that's no you age, know, yeah. that's from uh, winning a thing to your position now. That's mm. pretty it's pretty good going, right? Yeah. I remember seeing that set at the time. Uh-huh. I didn't see the awards but I remember seeing the yeah, yeah, gig oh, at the time. Yeah. I think we did like an Amused Moose gig together. Moonlight we did. Thing inside and it,
2: that, that fucking gig that cost £10 for a ribble.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> In the hotel. Yes. And it cost like £10 for a Coke and some shit. Yeah, I remember that gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that gig, man. That cost bare money for a drink, yeah, didn't
0: it? Yeah, I remember that. I remember, like, see, it's interesting because you you, you just said that like what you do now is yeah. that you don't think about thinking about it you just go out and say it I remember at the time seeming like like that was I'm sure that's part of why you won that competition Uh, was because you looked like you were just going up there saying this stuff
2: yeah
0: you look like you just you look like to me you look like one of those duck to water people who kind of went oh I can do this and just started doing it no I bombed a lot man like, coming up, bro, I was, like,
2: bombing, man. Like, you know, I I, I, I had bad sets, man. Like, I would die.
0: Man. What kind of clubs? Where were you working? What oh, man, like, was,
2: I was, oh, not mainstream shit. I was doing, like, open mics. Started at the Lions then. And then I was doing the Jester Jesters and all of that. So I came from the class of, say, it was, like, me, Tim Rankow was around. Yeah. Uh, Ed Hedges. Yeah. Uh, who else was about? Archie, my dogs. A uh-huh. um, bunch of people. Gabriel. Gabriel was
0: about,
2: yeah. One of my good friends.
0: Gabriel, what's his name? Gabriel on? Bulu. Bulu, okay, yeah, yeah, I've met him Yeah, Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's yeah. Been
2: around, he's a, yeah. He's been around for a minute. But anyway, so, boom, uh, good friend of mine, funny dude. And uh, so, fucking, I was, um, yeah, and I would bum a lot. Like, I would bum a lot. I, 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 I it, it was sometimes it would go good and sometimes it would go bad. I had a problem recreating things, was my big issue. Like, a lot of the stuff was, I didn't realize some stuff's just funny in the moment and I was trying to re-duplicate these things that you can't, sometimes you can't uh, uh, re, um, re-duplicate things, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you, so some things you can, obviously you have bits and setups and I'm not saying that like I riff, you know what I'm saying? I don't do like what Russ Hicks can do, I can't mm-hmm. do that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? i love if I could, but I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't do like what Phil K does and where it's just all riffing, like obviously I have set up bits and that. But um, yeah, it was. I think it was when that moment I realised what exists in the moment and what doesn't.
0: Was there a specific moment that made you realise that, or was that just like a thing you learned? Oh, yes, progressively. Way
2: yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 progressively, progressively. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, y- again, is you, you know, you. Y- y- there was a. T- I think I was. You know, there was a time where I was a shit open micer. Yeah, just you know I'm saying though. No? Sure, like, I, I, sure, I, I don't sure. think I had that thing of like I but- came in and I was just fully developed with a, who's this dude? Damn, sure, he's a guy sure, muscle sure. Guy for years. Like I didn't, I don't think I had that.
0: But, but I think <coughs> what I'm getting at is that Plus you- Plus I'm
2: very critical about myself. Even now I think I'm shit. So do you know what I'm saying though? It's sure, like I, I, okay. I, I have that. Like you know you asked me for a video.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was putting that off because yeah. I hate doing it. I
2: didn't want you to see it. I was and embarrassed. You sent me
0: one that, that was uh, that was dated tw- new stuff twenty nineteen, and you said, "Oh, it's old as shit." And I was like, "It's clearly within a year." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was embarrassed, yeah. man. Okay. I just have that thing about well, me. Like, right? I just you okay. know, I'm very,
2: I'm very self critical about my stuff. Like, you know, that I mean, other comedians, yeah, other comedians do because- an impression of me as well. Oh, really? Yeah, Elliot still does an impression of me where it's just like, uh, "Yo, man, I just died. I know I got like four pulls breaks, but I just died." Didn't <laughs> it? Like that's the impression of me. It's <laughs> between me and Marlon Davis. But, uh, yeah, there yeah, is a bit, yeah, of yeah, 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 in yeah. There. But that's their impression of me. It's just like me with my eyes closed with my head up. Yeah, it's a pretty
0: funny impression. But yeah, so he, he that is. Oh, so. you know, you've made it when people could do an impression of you. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what I mean by a strong flavor, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. you, you yeah, can yeah. do an impression of you. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to do an impression. of course, yeah, yeah, uh But because you have, you've got, like, when you say, like, with you with your eyes back like this, uh-huh. with your head back and your eyes kind of closed, you're, you're kind of thoughtful, you have a sort of preaching element to uh-huh. you. I remember from that, like, the beginning, that, the very beginning of that set, and I remember it from seeing it years ago, the very first thing you say before you any do, what was the first thing you said before you actually started in on the material? Yeah. You said some sentence that ended with sun. You know, you were like shit. You just walked on and went, shit's about to get real, son. Oh yeah, 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 Do you know yeah, yeah. And it was like bits like that were like, I'm really interested in that because that to me belies a certain either maybe maybe it's confidence, maybe yeah, it's lack yeah. of confidence, and you yeah, feeling yeah, like yeah, you have yeah, to yeah, posture yeah, in a kind yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah. But it seemed to me like that's not a bit, that's not a punchline, that's not written. But nonetheless, the flavour of that of you walking in the room is just like this is different to the last ten things you've just seen tonight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Is that, yeah.
2: is that, no, is that I, deliberate? No, like, do you know that, me saying that, and I only know is I say it all the time, it was, it, 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 it sort of just became like I get quite um, uh, uh, ritualistic about things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying though? Mm-hmm. And it came, kind of became just a ritual of mine where I just say it and I say it before. Sometimes I whisper it, but I just say it to myself. Do you know what I'm saying that's beautiful I'm so that we picked up yeah, on that yeah 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 I know it's like, it's, yeah, it's like I'm not uh, yeah it's like I'm embarrassed about but I um, yeah I do do it it's just I, I don't know I think it's like it might be to hype myself up but it's like kind of just a ritual of mine like I kind of you know I have like quite a formatted way of what I like to do before a set mm-hmm. and that's why I find it hard especially like if I'm dating like if I'm dating a girl or that like I can I don't want to talk to anyone right now mm-hmm. I don't want to you know I kind of like to be in my own mind I like to be around comics a lot, because it's sort of, you know, I like to be around that energy of, like, the green room or, you know, at the back of the room. Like, I like that energy. And then, like, I like to smoke about 10 cigarettes. I like to sip on a beer. And then, you know, I like, and I like to just catch just the end of the guy who I'm about to go on after, the MC or the last comedian. And then I like to go on. And it's sort of, like, for me, it's, it, it's all a preparation of what I'm about to do. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's quite a ritual, and it's quite a... um um uh, and if that does um, fuck up in any way, there is a part of me in the back of my head like, nah, this shit's gonna go bad now. Do you know what I'm saying? There is, there is, is some there any, type of. Is there
0: any evidence to support that? No, or no, it no, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's just
2: all mental <laughs> shit. It's mental illness, is what it is. No, it's no, there's no, there's been never like I've done, <clears throat> there's been times I've been late and I've had to rush on stage and I've had a fine set but it's just what I like to do and that's what mm. I like to say so yeah I have I, I have done that
0: uh, for a long time but and and, yeah. and it establishes a sort of it establishes a kind of an authority yeah, over yeah. the audience and a kind of there's a status thing in yeah, there yeah, as well yeah, 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 yeah. but it also the way you're saying it is it's kind of an in inverted commas it's not like def jam yeah, like yeah, you come yeah, out and yeah. shit about to get yeah, read, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, sort yeah. of pronounce it in inverted commas which yeah, also yeah, yeah, yeah. gives us it's quite an I don't mean it's an important, like, you'd struggle without it, but it is quite yeah. an interesting way to sort of let set out your story.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't, um, again, it's that weird thing. I don't, like, say, you see, like, doing things like status or, you know, are you playing the low or the high and all of that. That's all stuff that I learned later with Croft. Mm-hmm. Like, I just did what I did on stage. So it's like I never had that thought of, like, okay, I've got to set the president. I'm on stage. I'm running the show. Like, I never had that. Do you know what I'm saying though? No, and I don't, it's only recently that it's only when other people tell me, oh, you're high status on stage. Like, I didn't know. It's not like sometimes other comics will tell me what I do. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, yeah, I do kind of. Like, because I'm just doing it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense though? Like, yeah. I, I don't, like, I've never really been like yeah, think even.
0: I don't think anyone sits down and thinks, no, how should I approach this? I mean, I do. No, some do. <laughs> <laughs> no, some do. No, 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 no because I'm because not obsessed
2: with it. No, but <laughs> some do. Some do. Like, there's some, sure. dude, there's some dudes where it's like, Their shit is mad, like, you know, just craft, like, you know what I'm saying? And they really think of all the little, like, like words and, Mm -hmm. okay, if I say this word and that word, like me, I just try to feel it out. Yeah, you know I'm saying, and I don't think it's a good thing either. I just think it's how I do I it. I think
0: it's a good thing. Yeah, because what it what it speaks to me of is a, a sort of an instinctive mm. comic ability, and mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm referring to when I, when I say that you seem fully formed as a comic. Yeah, Not yeah, that yeah. immediately all your material was. No, no, be no. The I give you saying. I'm going to say saying. but, but had you had the bones there. You had, yeah, you had the bones of it because your mm. your relationship to us. It feels like your voice on stage is the same as the voice with which you talk to me. It's the same with yeah. the same way you text me. Do yeah, I you know yeah, mean, yeah, like yeah. It, it's. Um, you have a very strong sense of self. Yeah, yeah. Are you amongst your friends from outside of comedy or your, your, your childhood friends? Yeah. Is that the same... Are you the, the same you? Do you speak with the same voice to them? Yeah. Do you know what my uncle said
2: one time to me? I've got this uncle. He's like a, he's a musician, dude. And he's like a raster, dude. And he's, he's always in clouds of weed smoke and he's, he's got dreads to the floor and his singer name's Ghetto Priest. And, uh, and he said something one time that I kind of, I think rings true sometimes. Is He goes, sometimes angel, sometimes devil, but always you. So it's like, you take on many facets. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, and I try to h- still have an element of myself. So if I'm with my brethren from where I grew up with, I'm a little different to how I'm with you, just it, it, naturally. Sure. But there is still a running through line of yourself that I think rings true. Like there's a version, like the version I am on stage, is just a heightened version of what I am like on stage. I'm a little bit more brass. I'm a little bit more, you know, even sometimes taking on qualities that I would like to be in my real life more. Just okay. I'm saying, though. Know, like, yeah, yeah. so like, you know, I'll be more flirtatious with women, or I'll t- I'll talk a lot more shit, and I'll be a lot more bold. And if I don't like, because in my real life, you don't, if I don't, if you don't like, if I don't like something, you say I might let it slide because you know, fuck, it, I, I don't want to hassle. You know, what I'm saying that's mm-hmm. what I'm But if I'm on stage, I ain't letting it go. Do you know what I'm saying, though? And I have that sort of element to it too. But that's still a part of me and still a part – because there there must be a part of me that is argumentative and there is a part of me that is, you know, um, is confident and is these things. But then, you know, in the real world, I think it's dulled a little bit just because you have to live life, do you know what I'm saying, where on stage it's just a – it's a freedom to it where you can just uh, sort of live um, these much more eccentric parts of yourself – because it's sort of, there is a mentality of what this thing is. And what this thing is, is just a performance. It's just a, an extract. We're not in reality right now. We're just in a, you know what I'm saying? No, we're just in a space of ridiculousness.
0: Are there, are there any Does moments... that make any sense? Yeah, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like it
2: makes no sense. No, no, no. Me,
0: it makes absolutely sense. Which is why <laughs> I don't know, with the listeners, which be like, what I'm, the fuck is
2: this guy I'm saying, man? I'm bouncing on
0: to the next related topic rather than going, mm. what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel like
2: you would call me out on my bullshit. You'd be like, Jamali, what the fuck are you saying, man?
0: Yeah. Um, it, it, are there any moments or have there been over those? So if you, if you did the, the Chortle Award in 2014, did you start mm. like the year before or a couple of years? Before? I don't know what. I that,
2: was, do, well, I did my first show at like maybe 17, 16. And then I, I started taking it seriously at 19. Because what happened with that Chool? Uh, I'm sorry, if this is a long-ass story, but I what happened with that Chool. So I basically, I had got, I was, I had went, so, I'd, so I was about 20. I went uni the first time and I got kicked out and I was a bum growing up like I was just a bum kid like I wasn't you know I wasn't doing nothing positive with my life I just lived on my mum's sofa I was, a, I was a bum I was a bum and I remember mean, my mum said to me you go sort suit your life out you either go get a job or you go uni or you do something and I didn't want to get no fucking job so I'm like fuck that I'll go uni again so I went uni in Manchester and I had just started to do comedy a little bit again like taking it more seriously and I was not getting booked in London and I heard about all this work in Manchester it was sort of like this Zion this you know what I'm saying? This promised land of work. So I went up Manchester, and I couldn't get booked out there either. And I remember, like, I would, um, I just started getting gigs back in London. Like, Comedy Caf started hooking me up. Okay. No fault, He was giving me yeah. too many gigs. Because uh, he just had this sort of, like, you know, belief in me for whatever reason. And so he, so I would come back every weekend and break even. Yeah, Manchester, yeah. yeah just okay. trying to fucking yeah. hustle gigs, like, just, uh-huh. you know, running around doing weekends and that. Having uh, moved to
0: Manchester, having moved to, in, to Manchester to get some work. Yeah,
2: but I'm, moving, I'm going back to London, so I, I, I was wrecking out from that. And it was weird. I, I'd done this course called uh, um, Acting with Comedy Practice. And it was just an acting course, but it had some comedy element to it. And the reason I picked it up... It was like in I, Manchester?
0: In Manchester. What, what were you studying? Is that part of yeah, your... Yeah, Acting Comedy oh, Practice. Gotcha. That was, that was the... That was a course. That was the uni? The, yeah, the uni no, 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 degree. the uni was Salford. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the uni was Salford. And the name of the... Course. The course, the was whole degree, you got a degree in no, it? No, 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 I dropped out. Oh, right, okay. It's a BA. That's what I mean. That... That course, yeah. which you dropped out of, was a degree in acting with comedy practice. Yes, 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 Understood.
2: yeah, yeah. cool, cool. My cool, apologies, cool. No, That's was a right, disaster. I know. I know white people like to clarify degrees. <laughs> Other people would have just heard that and been like, yo, cool, wouldn't it? But you had Straight the- to race there, lazy, <laughs> lazy. You know I me, mean, man. I had to bring stuff. I don't want people to be disappointed. Jamali's on, they ain't talking about race yet. But, um, so yeah, so I was there and I was, I was like fucking, I was like, I was miserable too, man. I hated it. And I remember like, there was, so we had the comedy, and there was third years who had done, comedy, and they had doing this stand-up course bit, and um, I think Kiri pr- teached, taught it as well, Okay, um, but I never made it to that year, and what happened was, is they had Jason Manford come down to watch the kids, uh, watch the third years do stand-up, and then he had some extra time, he was like, any of the first years do stand-up and want me to watch it, so I said, yeah, cool, I did it, so I did like four minutes in the lecture room. And and uh, he just he just looked at me and he just said to me, "Yo, just quit uni. Like, you're a comedian. Fuck this shit. Like, the same for you. <laughs> just go, just go do, see, Stop messing around. Just go do comedy. Stop playing around. You're being silly." This, he goes, "Oh There's nothing." He goes, I "Slow down a bit. That's all. Like, there's nothing I can tell you."
0: And did yeah. how meaningful was that to you at the time? Yeah, because like like, I I the, I I, the things I already
2: had that thing of in my mind, I was done. You know what I'm saying? I was done with 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 uni. Like, I knew I weren't built for it. Like, it's just not me. Like, the, the same way with jobs. Like, I just can't. Like, I couldn't. I can't. Um, I can't. I can't um, um, adjust to it. I can't. I can't get into the mentality of it. I can't have someone tell me, okay, you need to put this box there. But I know that box is quicker if I put it there. But, mm. yeah, the rules say. I, 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 my brain just can't compute with that. So... I knew I was done with uni. I didn't know what I was going to do because I didn't think comedy was going to happen. And so he said that to me, and he was just like, "Yo, yeah, well, just quit." I actually saw him about two years later, and he he recognized me. He was like, "Oh, so you finally quit then? Thank God for that." He goes, "You, you need to a lot of
0: here. confidence on the part of Manford." Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no Manford
2: said me to quit well. uni. He just, said, just go, just be a comic. That's what he said to me. Just go, be a comic. Stop. He, he, and you he saying to me, like, stop playing around. We 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 doing here? Stop being stupid." And then what happened was, is I ended the tour and I had got ill. Uh, I ended up in hospital because I had a tattoo that got infected. I got cellulitis, and and because of I was, so I was technically still enrolled, but I didn't have to go in because I was mad sick. So the day I came out of hospital, I did my heat. Okay. And I remember people were like, "Yo, you're mad laid back. Your style's laid back." But it's just because I was on drugs. Right? I was just <laughs> pepped up on painkillers. So I passed. I won the heat. Then I came to London and I won the boat, the heat that heat, and I got to the finals. And I said to myself, I said, "Okay, cool." I'm going to work hard at comedy now for this six months until Edinburgh and if I do well in the if I do well in the Chortle I'll do comedy but if I don't I'm just going to quit like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm going to quit comedy and get a normal job or something and ended up winning the Chortle and then I I dropped out
0: so you end up getting to the Chortle final yeah you win I win yeah does that feel? Did that feel meaningful to you at the time? Was that like this is it? It's going to work.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Like what happened was it? So I, it was funny because there's a story. You know, uh, who was working? It was a Cory. You know, Cory Show. Yeah. So Corey Shaw who worked, was working at Chou at the time. Like I didn't think I was going to win. Like I just didn't have that in my mind. Like so, I remember I was laying down at the back. And Corey was like, okay, everyone, everyone's got to get up now. Everyone standing up. They're about to reach the winner. i just turn around. And I went back to sleep. Like, I'm just laying down. <laughs> and she was like, okay, and she knew I had won. She's like, Jamali, do you want to stand up? And I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to sit this one out. And then they said my name. I was like, damn, man. I remember, like, you know, I won two grand. and I was like, man, that was some good monies, too. I was, like, probably the biggest check I got legitimately. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, yo, that's wild. Like. And, uh yeah it was a good feeling man I remember like I had like um then I had met the guy who is now my agent too. Uh he I'd met I met him that night and he was like hey you looking for agency hey come you know let's have a meeting tomorrow and you know what I'm saying
0: So this is Jamali really good fun talking to him he's so vigorous you know he really gets what he's doing uh, and he has an enormous amount of innate ability coupled with a kind of political sensibility and as I said in the extras we're going to start uh, we get into a little bit uh, about extracting laughter from difficult or horrific things lots more stuff to come up with Jamali in just a second and you can follow him at Jamali Maddox uh, m-a-d-d-i-x you know like it says on the show notes of this episode uh, at Jamali Maddox on twitter and go to jamalimaddox.com to find out about his tour uh he's been on uh, Frankie Boyle's New World Order recently and he's got a new show coming up on VICE called Brexit Stage Left perhaps more about that in just a moment. So uh, I am on tour myself, as you know, ComediansComedian.com slash tour for all of your tour dates. The ones that I'm really pushing, because this is selling really nicely, I would love you to come along if you're in Glasgow and Newcastle, but the ones that I'm really pushing are in York and Leeds. They were a late addition, they've had much less lead-in time. I've really enjoyed playing in both those places uh, in the past. So if you are in York or Leeds, or if you know comedy fans in York or Leeds who might be interested in seeing me, or if you've got family there, or if you've met anyone from there or if you've got an enormous marketing budget you'd like to push their way uh, that would be fun Uh, I'm very pleased to say that the final show of the tour is coming up in uh, Cambridge at Cambridge Junction on the 28th of February and that one is really shifting so I hope you will uh, get along there and see me move up from the little room to the big room which I'm absurdly proud of because I have never not had a good gig in Cambridge so that's all the tour stuff you need to know let's get back to the rest of this episode with Jamali Maddox now
1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. That's plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. Plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss.
0: When you're on stage at the Chortle Award doing that thing, and did you feel like you had? Did you feel like it was the right choice of the winner?
2: Oh, do I think I deserve to win?
0: Yeah. Um,
2: in hindsight, I think I was, I think I had a good set. Okay. I had a good set That. Night. Were you
0: Were you kind of a ringer because you'd been gigging loads by that time? Or was no, ev- was no. Everyone, everyone, everyone Red
2: Everybody. Richardson was in it. Was Red that? Richardson, not Red Richardson. Matt. No, Matt Richardson? No, no, not Matt Richardson, Red no.
0: Redmond.
2: Red Redmond. was in okay. it. And Red Redmond was going longer than me back then still. So mm. it, was like, it was like, you know, it's like the, 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 I I met the requirements to be in it. Sure. You know, um, but there was like a couple of, I mean, ah, shit, I don't, all But there was like, you know, not only not, saying on oh, my man Cluffy, he's funny too, but there was a couple of people who they didn't want to really be comedians.
0: Okay. You know what I'm saying? They, no? were, they were a student and they were doing it for a laugh. Yeah. You yeah I'm saying? No, like, and yeah, there was yeah. one
2: guy who was like, I just want to be famous. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember talking to him about it and he goes, he just wanted to be famous. Um, but yeah, so a couple of people didn't want to be comics. So it's like, you know, like, I think I had a, I feel, sorry, I'm leading too much. Uh, yeah, but I think I had a, I think I had a solid set, like, looking back on it. You know, I took like you know some risk with some of the bits. Go on. You know, like I mean, because I could have done a lot more of a straightforward. Say, I remember I had this close. I didn't know what to. I think I just wrote it. It was this joke I had about um. I had this roommate who was Chinese and his true story. And her name was Tingting. Ting. Yeah. And I remember it was sort of the awkwardness of. Having a name that I perceive as racist, but it's more racist because I don't want to call her her actual name yeah, in case yeah, I yeah. feel, because it made me feel racist. And then about how she had, uh, she ate my eggs. And I was like, does she eat my eggs because she comes from a communist government? So she thinks it's everyone's legs. And I had this whole routine about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I've watched that root- I've yeah, yeah, yeah. routine this morning. Yeah, yeah. It's a great routine. It's a good routine. I'm in with it, man. It's a winning routine because yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing about the routine is it's domestic and it's yeah, yeah, personal. Yeah. And and it's also big picture, wider issues. And I think that's emblematic of a lot of your stuff, yeah. which is that you dig out from something, uh, not necessarily inconsequential, but from something kind of mundane or yeah, yeah. real or, you know, like day-to-day life. And proper, you're really skilled at pulling back and going, yeah. bang, this is about the economy. Yeah, the stuff you do the Apollo about the vagina economy. Oh, the pussy The, 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 the stock market. Yeah, yeah. The is a, and I saw the Apollo clip. I feel like I've seen a much bigger version of that. Yeah, yeah
2: I've done like the, cause like that's an edited version. Yeah. It's mad funny because when I was doing the Apollo, I remember Anthony, the guy who books it because um, they give you basically they, you tell them you're set mm-hmm. and they go look can you not say fuck can you not say this and I remember okay. saying like yo can I have four pussies he goes you can have four pussies but you go give me one shit back I'll go okay <laughs> I'll give you a shit back if I can <laughs> have I can have one fuck I'll give you that one fuck just no cunts Jamali can't, I can't spare him um, and he's like, blessing that he did let me do that routine you know which was a you know quite an out there routine about how the price of pussy fluctuates with a girl giving it out too much and yeah so he, you know <coughs> like you know it's like but even then like it's only someone pointed that out to me that oh your thing is that you take small things and make them big where I didn't I just it's just how I wrote do you know what I'm saying so, no? yeah so
0: but given that you and you had done a bit of training yeah in, yeah, yeah. Uh, in how to write comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. What, who was influencing you what were the ways in which you were thinking like even if you weren't planning I'm yeah, gonna do this yeah what comics were you seeking to walk in the footsteps of? Oh, what, man, what was I your loved, basic like, idea of what's I love
2: on? Like? Like, I loved American comedy. Like, there was something about... Because the thing is, it's like... So, um, being young, watching comedy... I used to watch Paramount comedy. That's when Paramount was on. So I used to watch Tom Stade and all them dudes. And Mike Gunn was on it. Paul Chowgy. Like, all them... I w- grew up watching that shit, too. But it was always the real, like... like but they weren't, like, mad famous, famous. But it was just, like, they were doing suit sets and like, live at the Comedy Store. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the famous comedians were sort of old white dudes. And even though I got it, I got the funny, I didn't relate to it. Yeah. But where I related to American comedians more because they sort of talked about my experience more, especially black comedians. So, sort of like, you know, the Dave Chappelle's, the Chris Rock's, and all them guys, like, and Patrice O'Neill's. Like, I kind of, I understood it more. Like, it resonated. And it was that sort of thing of talking about... Being an outsider, you know, because I'm not really too good at, and I've learned this recently, I'm not good at doing that whole comedy of like, hey, you know what we do?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I can't really write like that. I've got, I I kind of write like, hey, this is what I do, looking out. you know what I'm saying? I can't mm-hmm. be like, you know, that thing we are. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really, I can't write like that. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of, that's like, you know, that's the comedy I kind of appreciate with that sort of American, especially American black comedy. Um, and the sort of like, especially Patrice O'Neill, I think he's like the best that ever did it. Like, just that honesty and having that, you know. The elephant
0: in the room is just mate, extraordinary.
2: It's, mate, it's even, it's like the one, that HBO half an hour, he does a, a Showtime half an hour special. And he's got a routine that was so risky. It was about like how, um, it's about how, you know, you you think I'm misogynistic. I'm going to give you a chance. If your pussy broke, how would you keep your man? Everyone says, I suck dick, take anal. And he goes, see, I gave you a chance. And you just told me that you're nothing but a series of holes, right? And what I love about that routine is that he gave it out. And that could, that's risky yeah. to give it out like that and be like, oh, right, you tell me. Because one of them could have said something. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Like one of them could have said, you know, have a conversation. But they didn't. Yeah. you know what I'm saying he yeah, put it yeah, out yeah. to them and they still you know what I'm saying that's risky and I kind of respect that riskiness and kind of that you know that uh, out thereness. does that make sense yeah yeah I think so because I mean it obviously makes sense and the honesty I-
1: and, yes. and the sort
2: of the, fore, the forefront to know that that's what they were going to say and also he's one of them comedians I love because I don't agree with everything he says like I think that routine is deeply some harsh shit mm-hmm. but it's still fu- you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like, and I like that he's so funny that I can disagree with him and still make me laugh
0: your, your stuff you've got some big big jokes like mm-hmm. but you know I don't just mean like they hit hard which they yeah, do uh-huh. but you've got some kind of almost like the fact that you know the egg thing or the yeah, yeah. the pussynomics you know Pulling back to that big picture and ending up with like a punchline that you go, oh, that I can see that working on a big stage because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got that kind of Chappelle or Burr kind of quality uh, yeah, of going uh, yeah. like, what? There it yeah, is. Yeah. So when you're writing those, mm. do you know when you've got one? Do you do you like? Are there downsides to doing routines that big that like your next routine is like, oh, this is like kind a small? Yeah, joke? that's
2: why I've had like hard time writing hours sometimes. Especially my, I don't think my Edinburgh shows have been on point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I've, I feel like I haven't hit my Edinburgh show. Like, I always find the show on tour better than I do in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, I've always, like, you know, I feel like I haven't had that good, that solid Edinburgh show yet. Okay. Because I do kind of have those big set pieces and then some other shit. And like, you know what I'm saying it's kind of hard to follow that well, actually shit good for
0: you for saying so because not everyone would admit that yeah. do you know what I mean because yeah. I think like you're, if I think of your brand mm-hmm. and I, I hate using that word no, but no, that's no. what I'm talking it's about it's weird
2: that that word keeps on coming up more and more. I never used to hear that word and well, I'm not saying you I'm not saying you but I'm just saying in general sure like it's weird how that word sort of I, come I, up I, a lot more it, now It does. everyone's it, yeah. thinking about marketing because it's so difficult the industry's well, contracting changed, yeah and it's changed now where I think you kind of have to be a private contractor now where you kind of have to be a business self-business yeah. you have to promote yeah.
0: And, and, yeah and in wider culture in music culture that idea of going this is my brand mm. you know Um no, what you're selling but yeah sorry, you're but you're, that, like that, that poster the poster with a mic instead of a oh, rifle, the oh the Malcolm X one the Malcolm X one yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. that poster was imbued with yeah. I am like the for, in terms uh, of branding yeah, that yeah. was like this is I'm serious about this uh huh there's some imagery that I'm playing with here. Yeah. This is about a thing and I'm yeah. unafraid to be about a thing. Yeah, 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 Even if years from now, Goldsmith will misunderstand the point of <laughs> view. <laughs> That's all our that big worries.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, again, like that image uh, or having that image, because I, I had that image in my head for years. Like I always wanted to post it. I was so kind like, of pleased to hear that yeah, because yeah, it that. feels like it had a lot of attention. Oh man, like I had that for years. And you know what? I regret couple things about that is I wanted to call the show uh, by any means necessary but mm. I let all these other people influence me you know you should call it something a bit and I shouldn't have listened to them I should have called it by any means what did you call it in the end? Uh, Chickens Come Home to Roost yeah but okay. I wanted to call it by any means and no. I should have I shouldn't have listened to anyone. Um,
0: but that I, I feel like that poster yeah, yeah, yeah promised big yeah in a way I didn't see that show yeah, yeah but I feel like what you're saying is you don't feel like you've kind of had no, the no big breakout no, no, no. Edinburgh no, no, show no. so does that Does it, what's that be, what's that feel like being in that position where you're like, some of these bits Uh take the roof off and are meaningful and big, but it doesn't add up or it hasn't added up in your estimation to a solid hour of.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, again, it's like, so, you know, I've got my own thing of my own uh, artistic conquest. I mean, in, in terms of like, like I've always sold well, but luckily, like I've had blessed years where I've sold. Okay. Um, I do okay review-wise, I do fine. You know what I'm saying? It's not like nothing to do with that. Like my thing isn't, oh, breakout. You say breakout and breakouts kind of insinuates that, you know, I never had that that Edinburgh, which I kind of probably didn't, but it, I think I've done okay uh, business-wise. Absolutely.
0: You know I'm only saying? Really so, saying that because I felt like that's what you said. <laughs> no, 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 no. I hear
2: what you're saying, no, no, but I'm saying for me, it's deeper than that. For yeah. me, it is that thing of I never had it because I just never... And I always, like, my last shows were always wrote in a rush. Like, uh, I never just had that, okay, boom, I'm just going to go to Edinburgh and have that Edinburgh show. And I never did it because, like, the first Edinburgh... That show you saw, I mean, that, that post you're talking yeah. about, I was filming a TV show during that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Like, I had flown back from another country filming to go do Edinburgh. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I was just filming a show throughout that year I should have been writing. So the show wasn't that good. The other time I did the Edinburgh show, I was filming a show, so I never had time to write. You know what I'm saying? No, so always yeah. like
0: I just, I just your I, successful career on TV no, was getting in. Nah, no, no, nah, no, no, nah. no. What I'm about to say yeah. is your successful career on TV is on TV yeah. is getting in the way of the fringe show designed to get you a successful career on TV.
2: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird though, because for me, do you know what? My last Edinburgh is the funnest time I've had because I did a work in progress and I actually felt same like same man.
0: God, I, I loved it. I
2: felt like I was at an, <laughs> an art festival for the first time i felt yeah. like i'd at an art festival and i felt like damn like i'm actually you know i'm putting bits together and i'm you know what i mean like funny enough I i'm think participating in yeah, art but a lot of like people were like saying giving me shit like one of my friends she was giving me shit she was like you're 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 an idiot for not making this into an edinburgh show because this is probably the best show you wrote but you know what i'm saying but i, di- I didn't care about that anymore like i just you know like a lot and it was like my sort of goals and tastes of what I want have changed. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, that sort of idea of, you know, oh, you know, Edinburgh, and they're going to bust and blow up, and it's just like... I don't know what that means to me anymore you know
0: I've saying? got I've got like a, a working pet theory about comedians and how we're all brave once which is apologies to the listener if you've heard me say this in a recent episode um, but just like we, the, the decision to go from I'm a regular person to I'm someone that's done some stand up yeah, comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. is a huge decision yeah, and is accompanied yeah. often with terror and nerves and the rest of it and, and it's like breaking out of a state of normalcy yeah. into the other, the yeah. unknown. And then as soon, many of us, as soon as we become comics, yeah. we just straight back down into normalcy. What do all the comics do? What yeah. am I supposed to do? How can yeah. I fit in? Yeah. You know, we just deliberately fit it out as hard yeah. as possible yeah. and then go back to trying to fit in. And I wonder, for someone like you, who it, it seems like your, your comic practice is yeah. about, it, it's about... Just being yourself and talking as you talk and yeah. and enjoyment and pleasure and and freedom and and all so like you know getting rewarded financially very early on for like breaking out of the couch mm. and going this is naturally what yeah. I am. Where do you sit at the moment in terms of like do you feel like things are expected of you as a comic or do you feel happily like you're just doing whatever the fuck you want? Um mix of both, man. A mix of both. Like
2: I I I you do have an expectation. Do you know what I'm saying? There is an expectation of, oh, you should, you know, you you know, people like, you know, it's like even if I go on tour, people are paying for tickets. So they expect a certain, do you know what I'm saying? There is that, that level of expectation or people have seen you on a thing and so they expect something. But I tried not to. And I'm not saying it hasn't because I'm not perfect, but I try not to let that affect my judgment and to not let that affect what I do. Because the way for me to keep on recreating the stuff that I think's good is to be sort of just in the moment with it and not think overthink things so you can overthink. And I feel like it's not our job to overthink it. That's the people who take 15%. It's their job to worry about shit about how, what the brand is. And her, you know what I'm saying though, no, I don't think that's our job it is our job now but at the same time I don't think it should be mm. do you know what I'm saying mm. no like I, I don't I don't know I, th- I think I think I'm like a little part of me thinks I'm like I wish I was around 10 years ago or 15 years ago like I think I would have enjoyed myself more
1: because do you
2: know what I'm no? yeah I feel like yeah because Pre- internet, you could fucking you know you could do a line of code <laughs> hang, and ra- a
0: photo. hang around the same hour for 10 years yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I want to be that. And I say (laughs) hang around it; that's very disrespectful. But also, you could have perfected the same hour that you could have ended up with an hour that was watchable. I don't mean not not turning over.
2: I don't mean that part. I mean just the just the idea of it not being so brand orientated and not having to worry about that. But I I try my hardest not to care about it, and I I I do make a conscious effort to be like, I'm just doing this.
0: Are you writing a new stand-up show at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: going on tour.
0: Okay, so I'm the tour is- to tour. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to start in January. Okay, yeah, and I'm the starting. tour is exclusive of Edinburgh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, like a, I might even do
2: a run. I might yeah. do... I'm still working out, you know how it's like okay. trying to work out stuff. But I'm, I might do Edinburgh, but I'm doing some tour dates in Edinburgh, so I don't know. But anyway, so I'm doing a new show, uh, Strip Club Einstein, which I'm taking out, which I took to America. It's good title. Like. It's very Yeah, it's I, I I, it, I, want it, I just wanted want want a really dumb title because all my titles have been dumb. It's all been Vape Lord strip club I just like dumb shit like I just like say I just like I just I, I find something funny about doing it. but strip club I understand. so I'm doing that tour now and so that's the one I took to America I done a couple days in America I done like Tucson Arizona and Phoenix done like really weird spots like just got want to do it you know what I'm saying I just you know
0: how are those places
2: because really?
0: I, I hope to wait to fun, do bro.
2: more in America fun man like I, I have such a good time out there like I just enjoy it. I like do you know what I like being in America you know what I'm saying? And and do you know what? Like there like, was I remember the first time I did America, I did two shows in New York at the in Brooklyn, done like solo shows with a comedy festival. And there was something about walking on stage in New York that just fucking, I don't know, man. There was something about it that just <laughs> like, yo,
0: like I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? I thought I was a comedian. Turns out I'm a rap god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, saying, it it's was, so culturally yeah, important. Yeah, but about there was something about
2: it and it was like, you know, because for me, like, when I talk about like we're doing comedy, it's weird because earlier you were talking about big bits with big stages. Mm. Bro, I like a nice 150 seater, man. Mm. There is, I, I, I'm not, a, like, because on my last tour, I was blessed to be able to do like Hackney Empire. Uh, for my London day
0: mm-hmm. how big's that it's got to be uh, yeah, so that's
2: like a thousand or something like that Okay. Uh, yeah and I was be able to do that for my London day and it was you know big and shit and it was and it's obviously there's a level of enjoyment of that you know I love doing that you know because it's like a level of like damn did a lot of people come to see me and you know what I'm saying it's like a good feeling towards that you know and my mom got to see it and that and it was nice but you know, there's something about that hundred and fifty C or two hundred C or it's just tight, low ceiling, like that, like and that was in New York and I just felt like and it's that it's that type of stuff I enjoy really. You know what I'm saying? That type mm. of stuff fills me with more joy than most things other. Yeah. That you know, that you would be surprised to like, oh you you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, yo, that other stuff made me more happy and shit.
0: The, the big, when I say big bits, when I yeah, said yeah. big bits earlier on, I think the bigness that I'm referring to is the clarity of the premise. Okay, okay, you okay, what okay. I mean? okay, must have misunderstood. Like, no, 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 I, no, I wasn't criticising what you were saying. Sure. I just saying, though, like, just to link it back to
2: this uh, New York stuff. Yeah, I love that small room shit, man.
0: But the you are so good at a clear premise. You're so, ah. like, I wish I had that ability to go to kind of forage in a topic until you go, what is it? It's old people can't vote. You know, oh, and yeah, all, you mean, or like it's that one, or yeah. it's the it's it's uh, the vagina stock market yeah. thing. Do you know I mean you go two things? Those moments, like I get some, and them when the planets align, and you're like, oh, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. that. Chung, and you can just put those two things next do to each you, other would you, and refract the whole
2: routine. Would you find harder? I find harder finding the first sentence of the line than I do writing the rest of the job. Like I find the punchline easier than writing the top line. Like my problem is, and it's weird you say that because I feel like my problem is explaining explaining the premise is harder for me. Like okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. So for me to have that top line of like, okay, this is the bit. So I think what I've done consciously or subconsciously is just made it easy. So I have gone, oh, people cannot vote, and this is why. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I I do try and I try to make the top line of the premise a lot more intelligent than I am <laughs> that's like I love Alfie Brown because Alfie Brown can give you such an intelligent top line and it's subtle and you know I, I just my brain can't do it I'm not smart enough so my shit has to be basic my shit has to be this bit is about this and then yes. and then I can work nuances in the in the routine yes I find like punchlines. I write punchlines a lot easier than I do top lines. Like this is the clearness of the bit. Okay, boom, boom, boom.
0: And That's interesting because I don't see that as a as a failing at all. If you look at that yeah. bit, the tinting eggs. It's not failing. It's not
2: failing. who I am. It's Sure, not, it's not sure, one. sure, You know, it's
0: not that, away, but. that that, that tinting bit from way back. Yeah, 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 like that is what. And it's like we talk about one thing and then it's revealed that what we've been talking about yeah, this yeah, whole yeah, time yeah, 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 yeah. is communism slash the yeah, economy, all the rest of it. And and so for me that like. The, the feeling for me as a viewer, whether that's an illusion or not, is that like the, the setup you always knew mm. to me. It looks like he's like, okay, tomorrow he's going to talk some stuff about the economy now, but first he's going to lead us up the garden path with mm. some goofball bit about eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, ah, but actually it was all about this. Yeah, 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 so yeah. which way round does it work for you? Is it that you're finding something deep in something mundane, or is it that you are you have something deep and you need to find the way? Into no, it? I have the mundane thing and I find the deepness in it. Do you know what I'm saying? though? Yeah. Like, cause
2: that's such a skill, man. Like, for me, like that bit about uh, tinting and the eggs. That bit started as just a bit about this real roommate I had who ate my egg do you know what I'm saying yeah, no, yeah, it, like, yeah, exactly. there was no like it, and then later I was like ah oh, because she's communist and then boom, boom. yes, you know yes. it's, yes. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> all those premises start with me just finding a basic thing mm-hmm. and wanting to talk about a basic thing mm-hmm. and then it just happens
0: to sew up end up into a bit about this does As that make a, sense though yeah absolutely yeah. what does it look like that process of you writing it are you writing on your phone on a laptop I, so or I'm, or like, you? Like,
2: I'm, I'm like I'm so like I saw like I'll have like so it's like when, if I'm on a train and I think to myself man I want to write a tr- bit about train doors right I'll put train doors are ridiculous in my phone and it'll be a note that I can't read later <laughs> and then what i do is I'll then take it and I'll write it all down on a notepad and I've got um, severe dyslexia so I can't really write, read my own handwriting a lot mm-hmm. of the time but I, for whatever reason I still write it down by hand and I write it all down and I write the beginning, the middle, or the end of the bit. So I have the beginning bit, the middle of the bit, the end, and I write the whole bit down verbatim. And then I take it onto stage, and I never say anything I wrote down. <laughs>
0: do you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah, and, totally. and I don't know why I've spent <laughs> half a
2: day writing this shit down. Because what I do is when I'm when I write bits on stage, really, because what I do is I'll take the premise on stage, and sometimes I'll do I'll mix it with crowd work to try and find the honesty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I try to have crowd work. I feel like when I'm doing... When I'm doing, when I'm just riffing or something, I'm speaking more honestly. So I'll, I'll riff it with someone. So I'll, I'll throw it to this guy and I'll be like, what do you think about this? Boom, boom, boom. And I'm kind of having a conversation, but in a humorous way to then work it out. And then what I've done is I take that little bit that I've had from that like, I wrote down of like... Just a line or something. So the reason I, I realized the reason I've been writing it is because I had like a line in it, or there was an ending to it, or do you see know what I'm saying? So in that moment, I'm kind of thinking about it, and I'm kind of thinking back to what I was writing, and then I use that line and that kind of ends it, or. Do you know what I'm saying? No, but yeah. it's, mostly just re- it's mostly writing. Yeah,
0: it's a kind of, um, it, it's it's leveraging the yeah. uh, the, the crisis yeah, of yeah. actually speaking to a human and actually in front of an audience. Yes, yes, yes. To yes. leap from yes, one thing yes. to another. And I
2: speak to myself, I talk to myself a lot. I've i realise realised, I have big comments, like all I do is I walk down the street and I'll talk to myself and I'll, in my mind, it sounds fucking insanity, but in my mind, I visualise that I'm performing. Uh-huh so in my mind I'm daydreaming as I'm walking visualising I'm on stage and as I'm visualising I'm on stage I'm talking to myself and I'm going through the bits myself but walking down the street Oxford Circus looking like a psychopath Yeah. but I'm talking to myself like I, I talk to myself like I mumble to my. I walk around mumbling because I'm in my mind, I'm imagining... Getting, <laughs> <coughs> I'm going to get sectioned. <laughs> and I'm talking to myself, imagining I'm performing. Yeah. And that's how I sort of work bits out. Or, do you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, sometimes I imagine I'm riffing with someone. Mm-hmm. So I'll have crowd work with someone who isn't there. It's myself. I do I'm that with working. arguments.
0: You do that with arguments? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Arguments that never took place. Yeah. I do, I imagine that cyclist nearly ran into me he didn't but if he did I'd say that and he'd yeah, probably yeah. say that yeah, and yeah, I'd yeah,
2: yeah, and yeah. I'd win and then, yeah, actually yeah. none of it took place yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah the imaginary fight where you go I'll do the uppercut he'll probably sit yeah. back <laughs> a little bit but you know what I mean I'm quick with the legs yeah 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 quick yeah. you know, with fucking cycles but yeah that's what I do sometimes I'll have a bit in my mind and I can feel it kind of working in the back of my head mm-hmm. but I'm not thinking about it but it's kind of working in the back and then it will Like, a little bit later, my brain will go, hey, what do you think about
0: this? And what have you you (laughs) cut from the tour show, in the writing of the tour show? What have you had to let go of? Um, Like, either stuff you couldn't make work or stuff you think's not me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: you know, there's, like, a
0: lot of bits that, you know, just don't work anymore
2: or I've done them too much or, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I, you know, because I previewed this show last Edinburgh. And I've sort of been working on it, working on it, working on it. So, um, you know, there's stuff that just ain't really irrelevant anymore. There's stuff that I just don't believe in as much. Cause I think you can do a killer routine enough where it's just, you know... It dies behind the eyes and you've got a fucking
0: It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean yeah. I, I feel the same. I think that is a very British thing though. I think in this state I mean, this yeah. these days the sorts of comics that we've heard of in the States turn yeah. over yeah. loads yeah. and loads yeah. and those. Yeah. But obviously there's a culture for years of like yeah. you know, get get your dynamite hour and do the college yeah. circuit for yeah. 10 years. Yeah. 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 And I think there is you know, there is something to be said for honing something until it's just well, the thing as well, it's
2: like they, they they were allowed to have that dynamite bomb-proof hour because it was financially gratifying to have a bulletproof hour mm-hmm. where here it's more uh, uh, career and financially gratifying to turn over an hour every year mm-hmm. and turn over an hour every year I think it builds a different skill mm-hmm. but I don't think it necessarily builds the same skill uh, like you know I think that's why if you look at the top percentile of the best comedians are Americans because you know they work the clubs and i done a club in America like I did um, the punchline I did, yeah I did the yeah. weekend so we do the five. you do the Thursday Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday two shows boom 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 some of them ain't your crowd you know because a lot of time I was doing like little little rooms like a rock club or a Tuesday at a comedy club Yeah, it's just people who know what I do Yeah, and actually do in that weekend and you've got to do an hour do you know what I'm saying like and mm-hmm. it, it's not an arts festival it's not like yeah, it's an arts exactly. festival where people are like oh I'm willing to just listen to you for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and see where you're going no no it's a comedy club it's Friday night they've had a shit day at work I want, you know, what I'm saying, I want to get. And my, you've
0: got to do an hour, and I'm you've eating, got to close out a show while uh, they drop checks. Bro, and
2: I'm, chi- I'm eating chicken wings. They're dropping yeah. checks. Do you know what I'm saying like, and and you realise, oh yeah, that's why their hours are just fucking rocking ah. because they just they, they they have to be put to a different pace. Where we don't really do the hour stuff here. We you know we do the 20 minute stuff and then the Edinburgh stuff and you know so it is a different uh, skill set. I think that's why I probably why they. Have their top percentile of some of the best dudes are from over there. So
0: we skated over it at the time, but you talked about nearly dying. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I was doing shows in Bangkok. Uh, well I'd done a show in Indonesia. And I felt real ill, and I did a show in Bangkok, and I ended up going blind and fainting, and that. And and I was like, I was in my bed, and I could feel like my heart being grabbed. Like it felt like I was having a heart attack, and I had gone doctors early that day, and they said I had the flu and I just my heart was just and I remember and I booked a different hotel to what the guy booked me because he booked mm-hmm. me some shit hotel so I booked a different hotel because it's Thailand so it was cheap to book a nicer one and I booked a different hotel and I remember I had to text people to let them know where I was because you know I don't want to die you know? I remember this like and I remember being 27 and being like I I'm, I don't want to die iconically <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what I'm saying?
2: I'm like, I don't want to be in a 27 club. I don't want to die like that. And I remember feeling like, fuck, I'm out. Like, And I and it's that like weird feeling of going to sleep and not being able to wake up and not waking yourself up. And I remember I woke up and I was sweating, just buckets of sweat. And I had to go back to the hospital and they said I had uh, measles and my lungs had hemorrhaged.
1: Jesus. So I was like
2: coughing up blood and that and I was in the ICU for like... Uh, On the other side of the world? Yeah, for a week and a half I was in the ICU. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, and I, but again, it's like, you know, it's like doing that dumb shit I remember like I left the hospital ICU for a week my eyes went blind because I my corneas cracked while dehydrated Jesus Christ and I took a week off and then went straight to Australia to the gig you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's like it's just doing shit like that you know what I'm saying and you go man like you know you gotta really you know thing of the worth. but it's like I just like, just like comedy man you know what I'm saying like I was willing to fucking you know I just like I miss it like you know what I'm saying I didn't want to be off I wanted to be in Australia experiencing that being in Melbourne and you know what I'm saying so how'd you find it Well, I mean I was fucking half dead so I didn't really feel good I like Sydney though yeah I really like Sydney man the sound about Sydney is kind of those like they're more working people they just want to have a laugh they ain't got time for none of this bullshit like I like Sydney man like I have a good
0: time in Sydney yeah, yeah. I found Melbourne uh, the comedy festival in Melbourne yeah. for someone who's been to Edinburgh so yeah. many times over the years yeah. to just go <gasps> new stuff yeah, yeah, people yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. heard of yeah. whole scenes going yeah. back 20 years yeah. that I've yeah. never heard of and yeah. I've no Solid idea
2: scenes. yeah yeah, I like, I, I like being in Australia though I mean it's just fucking far isn't it that's the problem it's too far <laughs> yeah it is too far
0: same problem with Edinburgh if Edinburgh was where Birmingham is I'd live with. oh mate 100% <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah. but it's too far but I'm not having a good time I'm going back as well I'm going back to Australia and um, I'm doing two nights in Melbourne and I'm doing like a weekend do I, I, you know I have a really good time in New Zealand
0: and it's weird, because New Zealand... Look, just for the benefit of the listener, I'm smiling beatifically. Yeah, <laughs> I like New Zealand, New Zealand shows are rocking, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. remember,
2: like, they like a show in New Zealand that didn't do good anywhere else. Okay. Like, I did a show with, for Vice, and it was, like, during the mid-season, I was contracted I to do another show. So I did a show where it was me, Alfie Brown, Sean McLaughlin, and Fern Brady went around Europe. That's a bill. And it was called Brexit Stage Left, and it was, it was a mess, and the show didn't fucking really do well. Um, but... They loved it in New Zealand. Yeah, right. Okay. It was like a weird, like the only place <laughs> I liked it was New Zealand. So I had people coming up to me after the show saying, like, yo, we love Brexit stage left. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are you on about? We love Sean. It's that like fucking weird, man. But yeah, so like that yeah, I like I like New Zealand. Uh but yeah, I like I like, you know, that's one of my that's one of my favourites is I like to travel, man. So I like to be over there in a in different part of the world trying to make people laugh. I think that's kinda that cool about
1: that.
0: We know you're uh we talked a little bit about your um not being ambitious in the sense that some comics are ambitious. I uh-huh. mean, I'm sure you've got your drives. Your, yeah, yeah course, of course. course, course, course. What does, what does success look like? Where would you like to be 10, 20 years from now? Do you yeah, have any? Honestly, like,
2: I like to like, and the thing is, is like this, is like, you know, I don't want to uh, create a false image of myself to people out there, especially other comics that know me, they'll be like, man, that's bullshit. I... I want to make some money Like I ain't fucking You know I want to make some money And shit You know what I mean I like buying nice trainers I want to have a You know Live in a decent house And that But If I could honestly Do what I want to do Creatively Like I'd be happy with that You know what I'm saying If I could just genuinely Do what I want to do And You know If I can sell If I can do a tour To Like 200 seats You know Do some shows in America Now and again Do some Australia you know, do a little project or, you know, maybe write a cartoon I d I'm 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 like, you know, like I'm real cool with that. Like I don't need to be the richest man in the world. You know what I'm saying? And 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 not to say I don't want any money. I want to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to, you know, help my family and do shit like that. And I don't want to starve. You know what I mean? I wanna give my kids a nice life and shit. Uh food them things that I couldn't have. But at the same time, like, you know, like if I could just be free That's why I see success as is freedom To really just Your creative vision And just to You know Be able to Produce What is Honest to you And I think that's Kind of success for me You know Uh, But Do I I see myself In 10, 15 years Is one of the questions Was it? I don't know Like I I really don't know I I, kind of don't want to know Like I'm happy just Riding it out And seeing where it goes Like I don't really need to know I don't If 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 there's like Someone Burst into my say, though. Listen, Angel Week, Angel Comedy Club. We got a time machine. Let's go ten years. You wanna have a peep? Like I'm good, man. Fuck it. Yeah, you know I'm saying I'm good. I'm I'm good just to see where it goes.
0: So that was Jamali. Great fun talking to him. Really, really vigorous act and someone who has done so much in such a short time that I can't wait to see what he does next. That's jamalimaddox.com to find out about his new live work and his tour coming up uh, and also at Jamali Maddox on Twitter, obviously, probably Instagram as well. So that's that. Thanks to everyone for uh, helping recording and uploading this episode. The editor was Nathan Wood. We recorded at Angel Comedy, angelcomedy.co.uk to find out more about the brilliant work that they're doing. The music was by Rob Smouten. Podcast consultant is Peter Dobbing and the logging was J.K. Crossland that is it for now you had a whole conan debrief post-ample previously so if you're in need of a post now feel free to flick back an episode on the feed and listen to that one um i'm not going to post at you now simply because i'm on holiday and uh, i should have pre-recorded this much earlier than i did because now my children are in a sandpit and uh, my wife is playing with them on her own which will not stand i wish to be in the sandpit so i'm going to go and do that now um, there is another episode zinging its way towards you next week because I've got loads of stuff in the can. And also, if you're on the Comedians Comedian Podcast Facebook group, have a little butchers at that because we've got some polls this week. I'm trying to refresh the stuff that I send out to new joiners up of the uh, the Insiders Club and new people that join the mailing list, which kind of directs them to the top 10 episodes in various different categories. So if you're in the Facebook group, you can join in and vote on those right now. Um, and finally, remember, there are... 30 i think 33 minutes of extra material from this episode with jamali available exclusively to members of the insiders club comedians slash insiders that will do for now go about your business i hope you're having a lovely january i am in that slightly kind of i need to get moving and get on and do stuff but i'm on holiday so i'm having power hours here and there and this concludes one of them bye for now speak to you next week